Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to the Today is the Day podcast, our mini episode season where we are taking valuable clips under 10 minutes long from our full length episodes to remind you, to inspire you, to optimally allow you to take these little nuggets of info, digest it, assimilate it, apply it in your life, and feel better, feel wiser, feel more empowered and more confident to make the right choices for your health and well-being. I'm Megan Telpner, a nutritionist, author, and founder of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. And my husband, Josh Gatalis, is my co-host for the shows. He's a functional medicine practitioner. Now, in this episode, we are diving deep into labels, specifically what the phrase natural means when we see it on a label and a few other pretty tricky and pretty common, what I like to call health washing claims that you'll find on packages. Now we also answer a skill testing question, which is what has more calories, protein or alcohol? Well, you will find out in today's little mini episode. Now, before we get started, I wanted to remind you that registration is opening soon. April 5th is the day we open registration for the 2022 Culinary Nutrition Expert Program. And wow, this just might be the exact thing you've been looking for to build up your kitchen confidence, get motivated, and maybe even kickstart or ignite a business in the health industry. If this is sounding exciting to you, head over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash program to learn more. Now, here is today's mini episode on labels. That's one of the first things we get really confused about when it comes to labels, when it says 100% natural. Right. So let's go through these labels, the ones that are most common and most confusing. And so if we look at 100% natural, what does that tell us? What does that actually mean? And what can a consumer feel confident in when they buy something that's 100% natural? Yeah. Mercury is 100% natural. Good point. Pharmaceutical drugs, which are derived from plants, are 100% natural. Dirt off the road is 100% natural. Yes. So lots of things can be 100% natural, but what's actually going to work with our body and what's actually good sustenance for us? You know, oftentimes as well with the 100% natural labels, they look a little bit more brown or they're made out of more of like a natural paper or they have like green on them. And that's super misleading to people. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, another common label is made from natural ingredients or made from 100% natural ingredients. And you look at it and it says it contains natural flavor. And I've written an extensive blog post about natural flavor and the fact that there really is no difference between natural and artificial flavor. They both start out with something ideally a natural ingredient. And it's basically a small tweak in the processing that determines whether it's an artificial or a natural flavoring or coloring in that matter. And so that label 100% natural is meaningless. It is. So don't be fooled by the 100% natural. You got to look for other things, which of course we're going to cover today. Another label that We see in tons of packaged foods, especially because people are dealing with, you know, the battle of the bulge is fat-free and sugar-free. And foods come in all different ratios of macronutrients. Those macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And so when you see something that says it is fat-free, 
it usually means that a combination of carbohydrates has been used in its place to mimic the mouthfeel or flavor profile that you get from fat or to mimic the consistency. Uh, When something is sugar-free, typically that sugar is being replaced by an artificial sweetener, which has known uh, excitotoxic or neuroaffective issues. So basically, when you see fat-free or sugar-free, you know you're dealing with a chemical conglomerate, unless, of course, you're looking at an apple, which would be naturally fat-free. Yeah. And also, especially when you see something that should maybe taste like it has fat in it or should taste like it's sweet. So this happens a lot with desserts and you know snack food where it's fat-free or sugar-free, uh, and they're using some of these other chemicals you mentioned. Another really great example is dressings. Right? Salad dressing. Yeah. So dressing should be really mainly fat based, but I've seen, you know, many salad dressings out there that are, you know, have the, on the label that they're fat free um, and even sugar free. And then the question is, you know, what are they using to actually make it a salad dressing? And the answer is mostly chemicals, right? Artificial sweeteners and hydrogenated oils, hydrogenated oils. One of the more common labels right now that we're seeing in the same vein as fat-free and sugar-free is now low sodium because a lot of menus in certain states in the U.S. have to label the sodium levels. And so to replace the salt or saltiness taste of a food, it's being replaced by monosodium glutamate, which comes under many different names like yeast extract or isolated protein or hydrolyzed protein, which gives a salty taste. But like artificial sweeteners also has excitotoxic or neurotoxic negative effects. I get migraines when I consume that. So these labels don't mean anything. You want to, again, look at that ingredient label and be buying foods that have the most whole unprocessed ingredients as possible. Now, Megan. Yes, Josh. In your first book, Undiet, a fantastic book, if I might say so myself. Why, thank you. There's a really great picture in there. Of you and me having a cup of tea. That one too. (laughs) And also a description of something called the bomb calorimeter. Yes, you love my description of the bomb calorimeter. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Okay, so the bomb calorimeter, and this is leading to another common label, which is low calorie that people look out for. And most people don't know what a calorie is. And so for those of you who don't, my very brief explanation is it's the measure of fuel that a food can produce. And the way they measure how many calories a food has is they put this food into the bomb calorimeter and they light it on fire and they burn it. And the heat from the burning food will travel up a tube and down into a vessel of water. And for every degree that that water increases in temperature, that counts as a calorie. So it kind of makes sense. Like if you think about gasoline, for example, which is another fuel source, you want to know how much that fuel is going to work or burn off to operate, say, a vehicle. But human beings don't operate like a machine. We don't have a bomb calorimeter in our belly. And our calorie burning rate is affected by our age, whether we're male or female, how much physical activity we're doing, what stage of life we're in. You know, I still, as we record this, still breastfeeding our almost two-year-old, that burns calories. And so I need a higher caloric intake while breastfeeding. So there's so many different times in our life where our calorie needs will vary and our calorie burning will vary. So measuring a calorie count as a measure of the health of a food is completely 
irrelevant. And I know that there's a lot of people in the fitness world who will argue calorie in, calorie out. So if you can burn more calories than you're taking in, you'll lean up and could potentially build more muscle or become more fit or lose weight. But those calories operate very differently in the body. So you'd reference this photo in Undiet that you love. Absolutely. Yeah. And in this photo, everything is what, 200 calories? Yes. Yeah. And we've got Doritos there and Skittles and a glass of Coke, but we also have two heads of broccoli. Uh, what else is in there? There's chickpeas, there's eggs, there's some whole grain bread. Yeah. So understanding that they're all the same calories, but they're going to work completely different in your body because of what's actually in them and the nutrition level. So you're saying that I don't get the same amount of fuel from three hard boiled eggs as I do from a small, about two tablespoons of gummy bears? Mm. Well, you get the same amount of calories, right? but you get a very different nutritional profile, which makes it very hard for your body to burn some of that depleted food. Yeah. Now, also regarding calories, just a quick note, Megan and I are a perfect example of how it works different in, in different bodies. Because I hate this when, example. <laughs> <laughs> when we were first dating, we would, you know, often eat together and we would eat the same things. And you know, my body structure and body type is that I can eat pretty much anything and I'll just kind of burn it up. Whereas Megan's a little bit different in her body composition. It's a good thing I'm not overly sensitive. Very good thing. So, you know, we would have these massive bowls of oatmeal, which were delicious. We put like, you know, fat in it and, and nuts and seeds and oh my God, all this great stuff. We call it the mulch. We do a grind up. We give it to Finley now, which might explain his body composition, <laughs> but we do grind, we'd grind up flax seeds and sesame seeds and goji berries and put in that coconut oil and the nuts and seeds. And basically... I, I put on a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. So you've learned how to work with your metabolism a lot better since then. And what kind of calorie ratio from which macronutrients works for me and for my body type, I actually need not a ton of macronutrients, not a huge amount of caloric intake, but high nutrient intake. So looking for those really nutrient dense foods. And for the record, all whole and natural foods have a calorie count. Fats have nine calories per gram. Protein has four calories per gram and carbohydrates have four calories per gram. So oftentimes when you see something that's low calorie, it's going to be predominantly a carbohydrate and usually a processed kind of protein because good quality protein is more expensive. Incidentally, alcohol is seven calories per gram. So if you're looking to drop your calorie intake, cutting out alcohol is the simplest way to go about it if you're consuming wine or a spirit regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially back to like why we can be fooled by this is that we're not as interested as the calorie count as we are interested as to what's in that ingredient list. Yeah. What do you actually, what nutrients are you actually intaking for every bite? So if you're going to intake 200 calories, how do you get the maximum amount of nutrition? And this idea around calorie count really goes against a lot of conventional nutritional wisdom that was really looking at, you know, optimal calorie intake for the day, optimal exercise to burn those calories, what your body will naturally burn based on your metabolic rate, and really focusing on the value and how can we get as much nutrition as possible in every bite. And that's another way that we get fooled by the label. Absolutely. So moving on to fortified foods. Right. Now, this is a huge red flag for me personally, because what it tells me is that whatever food has been fortified was so depleted in nutrients that the government went and said to the manufacturer, 
you have to put these nutrients back into the food to make it saleable on the shelf. So let's look at a few examples. What are some examples of fortified foods? Well, one of my favorites that makes absolutely no sense is vitamin D fortified skim milk because skim milk means the fat has been removed. So it can be fat-free or low fat. But vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So you can't actually absorb the fat-soluble vitamins, which is vitamin A, D, E, and K in a fat-free food. Right. And why did it have to be put back in in the first place? I mean, shouldn't that cow have had enough vitamin A, D, E, and K? Yes. The answer is yes. Answer it is should yes. have been because, you know, if a cow is out grazing on grass, which it was meant to be, uh, out and out in the sun and living the good life, it's getting all those nutrients from its food and its environment. And then it's going into the its milk. And then the vitamin D should actually be there. But again, with skim milk, you're taking off that fat, which actually had those vitamins in it. And then they're being fortified with vitamin D, but unfortunately, it's not the natural form of vitamin D. It's a more synthetic form of vitamin D, which don't really work with a lot of people's bodies. Yeah. What kind of vitamin D are we looking for? Because you're going to get asked if you don't say Yeah, so. we want vitamin D3, cholecalciferol. And right. a lot of the times in these fortified foods, they're using D2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another one is all-purpose flour. Mm-hmm. So they fortify that with iron and all kinds of stuff that should be naturally occurring in a whole unprocessed grain. And lots of grain products. Yeah. Yeah, because in refined grains, they've taken away the husk or the fiber. They've taken away the germ. They're just left with the endosperm, which is the white part. The white, starchy, delicious part. And that is depleted of nutrients. I mean, we know this when we started to refine grains and, you know, the people who could afford it, the rich people, were getting diseases like beriberi. You know, mm-hmm. which, which, are, which are related to B vitamins and deficiencies in those B vitamins. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm sure you caught a few nuggets of knowledge that are going to change your grocery shopping experience when you see those brown natural looking packages or even the claim natural on a highly processed food item. And then you make the choice that best suits you. Now, before we say farewell, I want you to meet another culinary nutrition expert graduate. Here is her story. Hi, my name is Kate Flynn. I'm a 2019 graduate of the Culinary Nutrition Program, and I'm based in Santa Barbara, California. So everything I've learned through this program has been so hugely valuable, both when it comes to building my business, but also in my personal life. So on the business side of things, I own a company, Sun & Swell, that's an organic, online, plastic-free grocery store. And... While I started my company before taking this program, I have developed and launched so many products since taking Megan's course. And honestly, everything that Megan has taught me really serves as a North Star when I'm thinking about what types of products to launch. I also have used the content I learned in this course to help me build out my company's blog and social media content. And it's really allowed me to serve my customers and my community in a more meaningful way. On the personal side of things, Like many of you, I'm sure, my life is very busy. I own a business. I'm also a brand new mom. I actually found out I was pregnant during uh, this program, which made it all the more fun. Um, But I feel like Megan's program really enabled me with the tools to ensure I was successful in allowing myself and my family to continue to eat healthy and nutritiously throughout the week, even when life throws us curveballs. So When I signed up for this course, I didn't know I was gonna walk away with that tool, but honestly, like the tools she gives us when it comes to like meal prepping and meal planning and setting us up for success personally was so valuable to me. 
And it was just like a cherry on top of all the other things that I took away from this program. My learning from Megan and Josh definitely did not stop when this program ended. I continue to learn from them every day through this podcast, through things like our private Facebook community, through some other programs that they offer. And I am so grateful for Megan and Josh and everything they do to help make this world a healthier place. Thank you so much for listening today. And once again, if you are feeling inspired, head on over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash program. Now on the day we open registration, I'm also hosting a live Q&A session. I'm going to go through the full curriculum, what you can expect out of the program, what we expect out of you, so you can know with confidence that this is absolutely what you should be doing this September. Head on over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash info session. Now when we open reg, we have a limited time five month payment plan offer available. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that opportunity. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.